And now, Opal Brand Soap proudly presents another thrilling adventure of The Midnight Sleuth. No, please! Uh, don't! Come on, Doc! Give me what I want! Please don't! I don't have it anymore! I don't have the formula! You're lying! I was told you have it and my boss ain't the kind that'll lie down and let some no-good-cheating doctor push him around. Please, I don't have the formula. Hey! Trying to throw one of your experiments on me, Doc? I ain't going down that easy. Please, just leave me alone. I don't have it anymore, I promise. You're lying, and my gun knows it. Now, I'm giving you three seconds to tell me where it is, or my trigger finger just might slip. Don't! One. I'm, I'm not the right... Two. All right, all right. I confess. I mailed it this morning to another scientist who said he wanted to try and figure it out. What scientist? I don't know his real name. He only goes by Professor R. Where did you mail it to? Uh, I... Uh, Where? Uh, hey, what the... That's a window, Doc. We're four floors up. Where do you think you're going? I'll die if I tell you anymore. But I'd rather go out on my own terms. Goodbye, cruel world. Oh, Frankie, what was that? The doc just jumped out the window. Oh, yeah? On his own or with a little help from you? Nah, on his own. Crazy doc thought he could fly. Think he was a bird or something? No, you moron. Oh, then why'd he jump? Said he'd die if he'd tell me where the formula is. No kidding. He was right. You weren't gonna kill him, were you? Nah, was just gonna set his lab on fire with him accidentally tied to the table. <laughs> That's really grim, Frankie. I know, you knucklehead. It's supposed to be. Oh, well, then good job. Yes. Careful, or you might get a mature rating, though. Oh, shut up. Did you get the formula at least? Nah, he said he mailed it to someone this morning. Someone called... Professor R. Ooh. Well, wait, the boss ain't gonna like that. I know. Let's get out of here before the cops show up. Uh, I'll think of something before we get back to headquarters. Yeah, just, just one thing, Frankie. What's that? The doctor is definitely not in. <laughs> Leave the puns to those who know how to do them, will you, Johnny? The Midnight Sleuth Detective Agency, The Sleuth Finds the Truth. How can I help you? Oh, hello, Detective Davis. How are you? Oh, dear. Really? A man fell to his death from a fourth-story window? Did he think he was a bird or something? Oh, I see. Yes, we'll be over right away to check it out. Thank you, Detective. Enter. Ah, Linda! I'm glad you're here. You're just in time to help me. What are you doing? I've been trying to find the mysteriously elusive 53rd card in this regulation-sized deck of 52. The blasted thing has been keeping me busy for the last five hours. But I think I have it narrowed down to either the Jack of Spades or the Four of Clubs. I'm leaning towards the Jack. Why the Jack? Because he's looking at me funny. Kind of like the Mona Lisa, really. No matter where I go, it's staring at me with that one eye. Right. That was Detective Davis calling. Oh yes, the detective! What did he want? There's a scene over at Shonash Avenue he wants us to look at. Beating? Robbery? Or murder? It looks like a suicide. The man decided to jump out of a fourth story window. Did he think he was a bird or something? No, the detective seems to think he might have been forced out the window against his will. Interesting! Well, 
This, Linda, sounds like a case for the Midnight Sleuth. Nice dramatic music cue. Thank you! Oh, what a ghastly scene this is. Indeed, Linda. Usually being trampled by wild boars does leave a nasty mess. He wasn't trampled by wild boars, Midnight. Oh, right. I meant to say, attacked by clowns. He fell out a window four floors up. Yes, that is, that's what I meant. Just, just checking to see if you remember, of course. Right. Of course. Oh, hello, Midnight. Miss Talbot. Good evening, Detective Davis. Good evening, Detective. Whom do we have here? The victim is a Dr. Sam Phillips. He's 48 and single. He's worked out of this building for the last four years as a specialist of germs and bacteria. Well, that is until now. It seems he fell right into your hands. Yes, it appears so. He fell out of that fourth story window and landed here. A couple walking by were the ones who called it in. They said they could hear two distinct voices shouting before he jumped, which leads me to think there might have been someone with him. So do you think someone pushed him out? Could be. Or at least someone might have forced him into it. I'd like you two to take a look at the doctor's lab and see if you can find any evidence to confirm my suspicions. We can do that, sir. Anything to help a man stung to death by flying stingrays. You mean falling to death, right? Yes, that's what I said. We'll be back if we find anything. Midnight, look at all this stuff. Yes, I'm guessing Dr. Phillips was not a normal doctor. No, he won't be pulling any rabbits out of a hat anytime soon. That's a magician, not a doctor. That's the same thing. Anyway, what's this over here? Midnight, look at this. What is it, Linda? Something spilled here and it ate away at the wood floor. Looks like acid. Fresh acid. And there's a shape in it, too, almost like a shoe. A shoe print of the doctor? No, I checked his shoes before we came up here and they're both fine. Acid like that would have eaten away at the sole. You checked his feet? Why? We all have secrets, Linda. Wait, what? So it seems our doctor friend had someone else up here with him before he died, which would confirm the eyewitness accounts. And judging by the shoe, I know exactly who it is. Really? Who is it? Using my extensive deduction knowledge and skills as a detective, I have determined that this shoe belongs to... a person. Really? That's all you got? Oh, not just any person, my dear. A man. A man who wears shoes. Alright, I'm gonna keep looking for clues. Well, if you're not going to have fun with it, then I'll just tell you the shoe belongs to Frankie Calzone, a member of the infamous Sluggeroni gang of gangsters. Midnight, that's amazing. How did you figure that out? Deduction. That and his coat was under the table over there with his name in it. But mostly deduction! So the question we have to ask ourselves is why was Frankie Calzone here with the doctor before he died? Maybe he was sick. Perhaps. Or maybe he was after something. Something the doctor was working on. Something important. Like a bottomless top hat. And when Dr. Phillips refused to give it up... Frankie got forceful and pushed the doc out the window in hopes of making him talk. Unfortunately for Frankie, the doctor wasn't a bird. We need to find Frankie and fast. And I think I know just where he will be. Come on, Linda. We're off to Rizzo's Italian Restaurant and Banquet Hall.
Midnight, there's no one here. The dinner rush is over, it seems. But there were two cars parked out front. One of them has to be Frankie's. Are you sure this is where Frankie Calzone is at? Of course I am. Did you hear what his last name is? It, it's a food bun. <gasps> Midnight quiet. Someone's coming. And that's when the dog decided to take a nosedive out the window instead of facing me. That's a pity. It would have been a good addition to a few other projects I have in the works. What about that formula, though? Did you get that one? Uh, that's the only thing, boss. The doc didn't have it. What do you mean he didn't have it? You know how important that formula is to everything, right? Yeah, I know, boss, but... You're growing soft in your age. The Frankie I know would have beaten the formula out of the dock. I, I tried, boss. Really, I did, but... But he said he mailed it earlier this morning. He mailed it to who? I don't know. Some guy named Professor R. Then if you know what's good for you, and you want another day of eating your pizzas, you'll find this Professor R and track down my formula. Yes, boss. I, I, I will. Hey, boss. Telephone from New York. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming. Did you hear that, Midnight? Yes, pizza sounds great right now. Not that. The formula the doctor was working on. It must be of some importance to get Slugaroni all worked up like that. Indeed. And now Frankie is off to look for it himself. Well, what should we do? I'm thinking we might want to do the same and find this professor before Frankie does. I think that's a terrible idea. Linda, your voice sounds terrible. That wasn't me. It was me, the guy behind you with the gun. Oh. Come on out of there, the both of you. So, spying on the boss, eh? Technically, we weren't spying so much as eavesdropping. Midnight, shush. You better listen to the lady. Now get going. I'm taking you straight to the boss. I'm sure you'd be happy to have a few guests for dinner. Oh, Midnight, what are we going to do? I don't know, Linda. This might just be the end of us. The Midnight Sleuth's thrilling adventure will continue after this short message from Opal Brand Soap. Ladies, we know the strain that cleaning the house and preparing meals for your husband can have on your looks. That is why Stinson and Stinson have created Opal Brand Soap. Unlike other beautifying soaps that contain fatty acids and pre-alkalines that can damage your skin, Opal Brand Soap contains a mixture of soft chemicals that will gently ease your skin clean by permeating the outer layer and going straight to the core. Both you and your skin will feel better in no time. Most doctors recommend Opal Brand Soap for the most clean and fresh feeling around. And now, for the thrilling conclusion to this week's episode of The Midnight Sleuth. Well, stand still. The boss will be back in a minute. Midnight, what do you mean by this might be the end of us? I don't know. I suddenly felt compelled to speak in a cliffhanger. It was strange. We need to get out of here and fast. If Frankie finds out who this Professor R is before we can, there's no telling what he'll do. Quiet, the boss is coming. This better be good. I'm missing my lasagna for this. Boss, look who I captured spying on you. Nope, just eavesdropping. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Well, looky here. If it isn't the Midnight Sloth and his faithful sidekick, Brunette Girl. Uh, sleuth. What? It's Sleuth. What is? My name. I know, that's what I said. No, 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 you called me Midnight Sloth, and that's not my name. I believe I know exactly what I said. I said, if it isn't the Midnight Sloth... Oh yeah, that does sound wrong. 
I told you. Either way, why are you two here? I'm hungry, actually. So, if you don't mind, could we see a menu of some sort? Perhaps a wine list? Mr. Slugaroni, we know what's going on. Dr. Phillips was killed tonight over a formula that you desperately want, and now Frankie Calzone is heading off to find it. I don't know anything about no formula, little lady. <laughs> but, boss, wasn't that the formula sent this after earlier? Shut up. Now, as I was saying before, this numbskull here started talking, his mouth flapping, blah, blah, blah. I don't know anything about no formula, nor do I know a Dr. Phillips. So you do, boss. He's the guy who wanted to hire the work for you for the, uh, you know, the thingy with the dude. Hey, 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 what are you doing? Come on, paisan. Midnight, we need to get out of here. Don't worry, London. I'm developing a plan as we speak. Really? What is it? Well, first, I will start an innocent conversation with Mr. Sluggerini. Then, as we continue to talk, I will start to bring up points or questions that will result in a long-winded and heavily debated conversation that will stretch on for hours. After about 16 hours of said conversation, they will be required to give us a bathroom break as mandated by the Jonathan Colton Act of 1931. At this point, while using the lavatories, I will secretly write an encoded message on a single square of toilet paper and send it carrier rat to Detective Davis. He will then have to decode it, and once he does, blabbo! He will be here to rescue us. What do you think? No. Just... No. Then I'm all out. What do you think we should do? Do you have any cards? Well, if you could create a distraction, I could grab the knife over there and cut through the ropes around my wrists. Then we can make a break for the back door while they're still distracted. Yeah, but isn't that too... Simple? A carrier rat? I see your point. Alright, let me create a distraction. So what are you going to do? I'm going to distract them with three copies of myself. Wait, what? Here I go! Okay, so just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> hey, boss, look over there. There's the Midnight Sleuth. He's getting my ways. Ooh, come and catch me, my black man. But wait a minute. He's over there, too. Come play with me, Danny. And he's right in front of us. Hey, which one do we go after? You go over that one over there, I'll go for the one by the far window. What about the one here? If it was the real Midnight Sleuth, he wouldn't have been standing still. Come on, let's go! Wow, Midnight, that's amazing. When did you learn how to do that? Do what? Making duplicate copies of yourself is a distraction. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you just did? No. Sometimes I black out, but it only lasts a few moments. That's... safe. Speaking of which, you should probably drive from now on. I have terrible night vision. Noted. Anyway, I got the ropes cut around my wrist. Let me cut yours and we can make a break for it. No, Linda, I don't want to die. I like my wrists the way they are. I meant cut the ropes. Ah, yes. There we go. Come on, let's go. We need to go find Frankie Calzone before he finds Professor R. Why do you think Frankie would have gone back to Dr. Phillips's lab? To figure out where the doc sent the formula. My guess is there's something there that'll tell us where it went. Wow, that's a great idea, Midnight. Thanks. I have my moments. Now come on! Ow. Open the door first, Midnight. Right, I do that. Come on. Come on, Doc. Where'd you hide the address? Freeze right there, Frankie. We've got you surrounded. Midnight Sleuth and... Brunette girl. How did you know I'd be here? I 
have a name, you know. I know everything at all times. Really? What's the Third Amendment? It's, uh... Alright, so you got me on that one. I know almost everything at all times. Who abolished slavery? Uh, he was, um... I know this. Colonel Thaddeus T. Arbuckle III. Esquire. I think. What's the square root of 95,374,432? 9,784. Ha! Wait, I think you're right. Oh, never mind these games. I came from the doctor's formula, and no two-bit detective and his puny little girl of a sidekick is gonna stop me from getting it. Puny? I'll show you puny. Holy for jollies, Linda. You just knocked him out with that conveniently placed and fairly fragile chair. Who's puny now, you punk? Huh? Huh? Frankie? Who? Okay, Linda. I think you can calm down now. And that's when he stumbled towards you two and he fell into the chair? Yes, Detective Davis. He must have tripped over something on the ground and landed face first into it. That would explain why he has a black eye, too. Yes, because it has nothing to do with anyone actually punching him. At all. Nothing. Nope. Didn't happen. We wouldn't do that. We're nice. I see. So Dr. Phillips was working on a formula for someone, and Frankie was sent to get it for his boss. But the doctor already sent it to someone else. That's correct. But we don't know who this mysterious Professor R... uh, is. It could be anyone. R. Anywhere. Yes. Well, all that matters is that we have Frankie Calzone in custody. And hopefully wherever the formula is, it's in safe hands. Indeed, because if there's anything that really truly matters, it's knowing that the bad guys are off the streets at night. And now, all children, both young and old, British people, kitty cats, piranhas, and even space aliens, feel safer knowing that a man in a dark trench coat and his faithful brunette sidekick of a lady person are out there protecting the world. I know I would be if I Midnight. You're monologuing again. Am I? I'm sorry. Let me just sum up with a witty end line, then. <clears throat> this case seems to have a PhD in DOA. <laughs> sorry, I'm summing it by throat. <clears> throat> and that was another exciting adventure of The Midnight Sleuth with Dan Casey as the Midnight Sleuth and Johnny Lapoli, Kim Casey as Linda, and Jeff Bell as Detective Davis, Kelvin Slugaroni, Dr. Phillips, and Frankie Calzone. I would like to say thank you on behalf of Opal Brand Soap for tuning in this week, and would like to remind you to keep listening for more adventures of the Midnight Sleuth. For more information about this show and others like it, visit our official website, at opalsoap.randombell.com